Hour number three, P.J. Glasser, Ryan Horvath, live from the BetQL studios in Washington, D.C. BetMGM tonight. Some baseball. We're going to talk some SEC this hour, our SEC preview. Peach, how excited are you oh, for Alabama football? I just got you ready a te- to roll damn tide? I just got a text from Mama Shoemake to let me know that we are 40. Mama who? Mama Shoemake. Mama who? 45 days out. My buddy, his mom, Roll Tide, she, uh, she let me know that we're 45 days away. She's all fired up. She's excited for the she's, season. She's excited for the Does season. Does she know what's coming this season? She bleeds crimson. No, no rebuild. There's no such thing. There's no such thing as a no rebuild. No such right? thing as a rebuild in right? Tuscaloosa. Right? That's right. Well, uh, you look at the BetMGM odds right now, and you see in the SEC, Georgia, minus 110 to win the conference. Wow. You see Alabama, plus 250. You see LSU with Brian Kelly, plus 450. Tennessee, 14 to 1. Texas A&M, Jimbo Fisher, that recruiting class, 14 to 1. And then and there's a huge drop-off. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to start with the SEC West. But we're going to hold off on Alabama, and we're actually going to start with LSU. Year two for Brian Kelly, and he talked a little bit about SEC at SEC Media Day, about expectations coming into the 2023 season. Well, you know, I think it's natural in, into year two that you have higher expectations. So they know that this football team has improved. We took over a team that had 39 scholarships and we got to the SEC West Championship. Now, that's not enough. That's not the standard at LSU. But that next step is getting to the playoffs and giving this team an opportunity to win a championship. So I like the expectations. That's why I came down here from the very beginning. Uh, it was to be challenged by the best, and I believe that the best is in the SEC. So that's Brian Kelly, former Notre Dame head coach. He lost the twang. No more family. Hair today with my family. (laughs) But uh, LSU, their win total this season over at BetMGM right now, 9.5, minus 130 to the over, plus 110 to the under, which makes sense. 15 starters are back. They do play Alabama on the road, but they get Texas A&M at home in Louisiana. Jaden Daniels is back. He had his best season as a college quarterback. Set the rushing record for a quarterback in a season at LSU with 885. Completed over 68% of his passes, and he only threw three picks. And now it's year two in that system. They also steal away Logan Diggs from Notre Dame uh, to add to a backfield of Josh Williams, Noah Kane, most likely running back by committee. And then they have a really talented wide receiver room, even after they lose Keyshawn Boutte. But three of their top six are back. Neighbors is back. Brian Thomas is back. Mason Taylor is their stud tight end. Uh, He's the son of Jason Taylor. On their offensive line, four starters are back, 102 career starts. Offensively, they're going to be really good, man. Eight starters back. I think they average probably close to 38 points per game. Your thoughts on LSU this season, Peach, and how much they scare you? Eight starters, Ryan, and all five offensive linemen are back, which is huge for LSU. Um, LSU really doesn't scare me because the game is in Tuscaloosa, and I think that's huge. A lot of people, you know, talk about the fact that LSU beat Bama last year, which they did. They won on a two-point conversion in overtime. But the way that game was going, Bama went right down the field to start the game. Bryce Young threw a pass that got deflected. LSU picked it off in the end zone, changed the entire game. It looked like Bama was going to beat him by 30. And that one play kind of flipped everything. And LSU's season really flipped like that. They went on and go to Atlanta in the SEC title game. LSU's schedule is fascinating. So the week one game against Florida State, right? They lost that game last year. They have a chance to get it back this year in Orlando. It's going to be an awesome game. We both like LSU 
in that one. Then your first true road game of the season is going to be against Mississippi State. All the emotion that's going to be at Davis Wade Stadium, Ryan. It's the first SEC home game since, obviously, Mike Leach is passing. Yeah. So that's going to be tough, man. And then you got to play Arkansas at home. you got to play probably the second or third best quarterback in the SEC in K.J. Jefferson. That's not going to be easy. And then you got to go on the road and play two games against Ole Miss and Missouri, which won't be easy as well. So that's brutal. And then how about LSU decided this year to schedule Army on their schedule? And look, they should beat Army. But anytime an SEC team or a big-time Power 5 team plays one of those military academies that they're not used to seeing, the one thing LSU did, which was extremely smart, is they scheduled Army the week right before their bye, right? Because obviously we know the Bama-LSU game is always the first Saturday in November. So that was extremely smart of them to schedule Army, get the bye week, rest up, and focus on Bama. Not show anything in that game. Exactly. Not show anything. Extremely vanilla. All those kinds of things. You know what Brian Kelly, that scumbag's up to? No, I'm just kidding. How fun is it going to be to watch Harold Perkins fly around against that wishbone. Oh, it's going to blow up every play. He'll blow up the fullback up the middle, then he'll run out and get the quarterback. The quarterback will pitch it, he'll run out and get the running back too. I think pound for pound, he might be the best player in the country. Like Caleb Williams is obviously going to go number one overall. Maybe Drake May does, who knows? But he's the quarterback. Dude, Perkins is that kid does things. I mean, as a true freshman last year, when you pop as a true freshman in the SEC, oh yeah, like you're just right. It's like when we saw Brock Bowers as a freshman. Like, it's like you're, this guy's got to go back for another year. It's exactly right. Like so, he's ready right now. Oh you my god, you can't say that dude. about a lot of dudes, especially 19, 20 year old kids, oh my man. God. You know what I mean? Perkins is nasty. Yeah. I, I'm not as high on LSU as other people are. Really? Like, yeah, I think they were a year early. And now everybody's excited about them, but I think they overachieved so much. And now they're going to be the hunted. Instead, they were more so the hunter last season, and that kind of changes your mindset as a program. So we'll see. I mean, tough schedule early, eases up a little bit late in the sense that you have a bunch of home games. I mean, Ryan, after October 7th, they play away from Death Valley only one more time after that, and it's Bama. So the schedule does get favorable in that sense that you're going to be at home, I mean, for two months, essentially. But it's going to be tough, man. I mean, there are some tricky games on that schedule, and I'm telling you, the week three game against Mississippi State, with all the emotion in that building, don't. uh, that's going to be tough. Because think about it. If you're a team in the SEC, you're used to Mike Leach's system, right? And they bring in a new OC. It's going to be a different philosophy of offense. There won't be much film on it. Like, that's going to be a tricky game. Yeah. No, I know, man. I went over nine and a half. Okay. I mean, they lose one lineman, and it's their guard, Anthony Bradford. Eight starters are back. Jaden Daniels. I wasn't buying into Jaden Daniels last year. He proved me wrong. He threw three picks all season long. And then on defense, they have seven starters back. They only give up 22 points per game. Uh, I hate slash love Brian Kelly as a Notre Dame fan. <laughs> I know how good he is. Yeah. And, dude, I'm like, de- like, you look at their defensive line, they get Mason Smith back from an injury. Nobody's talking about that. Uh, Perkins is just an absolute stud, like you said. He tied the school record with four sacks in a game as a freshman. How much better is he going to be this year? Dude, so Unless good. he has, like, the year, like, the clowny year where he's like, I just don't want to get hurt. Right. Their secondary is the only question mark. Only one starter's back, but they got five transfers. I don't know if they win the West, man, but I do like them to at least win 10 games. So over nine and a half wins is a bet for me. Let's talk Alabama. 11-2 and two last year. Losses to Tennessee, uh, Tennessee and LSU. Bryce Young gone. Will Anderson's gone. They only bring back 10 starters, PJ. 
They've struggled on the road the last couple seasons, but they should be favored in every game. Their toughest road game is A&M, and this year they get LSU and Tennessee both at home. Tommy Reese calling the plays now. Is Tyler Buckner really going to be your starting quarterback? God, I hope not. Because as a Notre Dame fan, I can tell you. I, I hope not. So last year, Bama had the toughest road schedule in the country, and this year they have the toughest home schedule. Last year they played in Austin. Now they get Texas and Tuscaloosa. They get Tennessee and LSU at home, like you mentioned. I mean, the schedule's tough, and then you're going to have tricky road games against A&M and Mississippi State. And then, as we know, the Auburn-Alabama game, it's going to be one of my favorite bets of the year. Bama's going to be favored by 20 against Auburn at Jordan-Hare. It's going to be a three-point game on a game-winning field goal right down the wire. It's the way those games are always played. But, you know, the the thing that concerns me about Bama, everybody's talking about the quarterback, Ryan. The thing that I'm concerned about, this is the first time in a while where we go into a season and Bama doesn't have a lock of a first-rounder at one of the skill positions. There's always a guy, whether it's a running back, a receiver. Last year was Jameer Gibbs. The year before it was Devontae Smith. The year yeah. before it was Jerry Judy. Derek, right? There are like all these guys. You can go back, Calvin Ridley. I mean, these always have had first-round locks. This year, they don't have that guy. I was going to say, who's your favorite skill position player? They lose Gibbs. Is it Burton? Like, I mean, dude, even on the O-line, they only have two starters. I mean, back. I like Jace McClellan. He's coming back from injury. I think he's a chance to be a really good running back. Ja'Cory Brooks is probably my favorite receiver. But, I, I, man, Saban, I mean, like, think about some of the receiving cores that they used to have, right? And now it's like we were so spoiled Julio, for those Mark years. Cooper, oh, man. my God. And now it's just like, you know, I mean, there are a bunch of guys who have high ceilings. We have a, a lot of young wide receivers. But... Yeah, it's going to be interesting, man. And then you mentioned, I mean, Tommy Reese takes over as OC. The one thing I am excited about, I think this is the best defense they're going to have in like the last four or five years because they finally got the defensive coordinator right. I'm so glad Pete Golding is gone. I can't wait to bet Ole Miss overs the entire season. And uh, they bring back Kevin Steele, which is just perfect. Like Saban needs like a Jeremy Pruitt a type, like a Kevin Steele. You need like an SEC guy with a background, and he's finally got that. So the defense, I think, is going to be awesome. But the offense has had so has so much so many question marks. I mean, we haven't seen it like this in a long time. I'll tell everybody what I told you at the start: the years that I think Bama is going to win the national title and go undefeated. They never do. And then the years that I think that they might miss the college football playoff, they win the national title. So I really don't know what to do with them this year. I do think they win the West, though. And uh, I really? mean, I do. I, I mean, do. they're going to be favored in every game. So And they get sense. LSU at home. I mean, that's that's really what it comes down to. They get LSU and Tennessee at home, so that's key. I mean, the Texas game is obviously going to be pivotal. Yeah. But, it's, it, but it See. obviously isn't an SEC game, so... In the grand scheme of things, it really isn't that important as long as they take care of everything else in the SEC. Yeah, they should be solid on defense. Five starters only back, but they replaced five stars with five stars. You know, Will Anderson's gone, but they'll find somebody else. Um, I'm going to stay away, man. Ten and a half plus money. It's so tempting, though, because it is like everybody's counting them out. It's Saban. He's pissed off. Dude, everybody's betting against them. Everybody's betting against them. I couldn't do it. And the reason being, I think they lose to LSU. And I got to be honest, Peej, I think I said it. Their toughest road game is A&M. I know they've been just a dumpster fire the last couple years, but Jimbo had that number one recruiting class. I found on Offshore... Uh, seven and a half for A and M. It's minus one sixty five. It's really juicy, but I think they get at least eight wins this year. Last year they had three different quarterbacks take snaps. This year, finally, Jimbo has given up play calling. 
Like, we saw his loose leave, like, paper of play calls. Like, finally, we don't have to watch that crap anymore. Now, they bring in Bobby Petrino, um, which I don't know how big of an upgrade that is. But they have 10 starters back on the offensive side of the ball from the number one recruiting class in school history. I like their quarterback, as long as it's not Max Johnson. I do not want to see any more Max Johnson, man. Right. Uh, the running back room, they got a few guys. They got Le'Veon Bell. They got Reuben Owens. They got David Bailey coming in. And then they probably have the best wide receiver room in the SEC. Um, you know? So I think that they're going to score some points. So you like the over. The one problem I have with A&M over 8.5, Ryan, is – they are home against Bama at Tennessee and at LSU this year. So they're going to be over touchdown dogs in all three of those games, probably going to lose all three, and then you're giving yourself no room for air the rest of the schedule. That's what's tricky. Now, it sounds like you kind of think they could upset in one of those games, and if you do, then maybe you look at the we'll, over. We'll, we'll need an upset, but like, I mean, that's just tough, though, man. Like, at Ole Miss, South Carolina this year, Arkansas is always in Jerry World every year. Miami was so bad last year, but Cristobal's a good coach. You figure they're going to make improvements. That game's at Miami this year. It's just like, it feels like there's really no room for air at that 8.5. The yeah. fact that Tennessee is their crossover this year from the East, that's what makes it tough. See, I just I like Connor Wigman if he could stay healthy. Last year, eight touchdowns, didn't throw a pick. Only completed 55% of his passes, but that offense was a mess. And he did beat LSU. I mean, yeah. he won. He, he did? Won, he started four of the last five games. He had two wins. One was against UMass. We give him no credit for that. But LSU, that was an upset win. Um, and then the offensive line, man. Last year they were dis- last year they had everybody got hurt. Literally everybody on the offensive line. This year they bring back all five starters, ninety career starts on defense. Ten starters are back. The defense was solid. Oh, last defense year. is going to be they great. They gave up twenty one points per game. Yeah. I feel like the positive is Jimbo gives up play calling. Bobby Petrino comes over. I don't know where he's been in the FCS the last two years, but that's an upgrade. Fourteen starters are back, and uh, seven and a half. I like eight. I understand staying away from. The secondary is probably one of the best in the SEC, even with, even with only two starters back. I do think that they could get to eight wins and finally live up to expectations. And if not, I think Jimbo's gone. Like, he's probably gone this year if they're not on the hook for yeah, whatever he's, that contract they, is. They got to cash. 50 million? Yeah, if Jimbo doesn't cash that win total, Ryan, they're probably their way on their way out the door. Uh, one last te- uh, team to get to really quick before the break, and we're going to continue our SEC preview. You kind of brought them up. Ole Miss, last year they start 7-0 and with a cupcake schedule of opposing defenses. At one point they were number 7 in the nation. Then they went 1-5 and down the stretch when they stepped up in class. They lost their bowl game to Texas Tech. But they bring back 16 starters, and you know what Lane Kiffin does. He hits the portal really hard. Nine starters back on offense. Let's hit on them when we come back and talk a little bit about Jackson Dart 